Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I am Brad. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're having a great day. I, uh, it looks like most of the people listen on Monday, so I think I've got something. If that is the case and you're one of the Monday listeners, then uh, I've got something that I think is going to make your day a little bit better, and that is best-selling author Guy Finley is on the show today. He has uh, written over 40 books. He's appeared on countless news outlets, uh, NPR, ABC, you name it. And such an interesting guy. Um, He's got a new book out, The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred. I read this a couple weeks before we got together, and I was really moved by the book. It's um, beautifully written, and it's structured in such a way that I just wanted to keep reading it. And I, I'm not a voracious reader. You know, I'm usually the slow reader guy, but uh, I tore through this book. And um, I think it's just because the information just resonated so much with me. I really enjoyed this conversation a lot, and I, I think you will too. Here's Guy Finley. Do you like to go hiking or biking or, you know, I mean, other than the odd day, the love of being outdoors, having relationship with a world you don't ordinarily have one with, uh, seeing and actually experiencing, which is part of what my work is about, the understanding that we look out at life and understood properly, it's a mirror. So what's not to be enthused, excited, and uh, on fire about if a person's eyes and ears begin to open inwardly? There isn't anything that comes and touches one that doesn't turn into something that needs and wants to be discovered and explored. I never, my body gets tired, my mind certainly uh, the intellectual center gets, you know, weary, but uh, I, I love this more than I loved it when I started when I was 12. Really? It's just uh, flows through through you in a way, right? Yeah, uh, you know, it, uh, certainly no credit to me. It huh. just does. Well, you're, just, there's definitely, I think, some credit because you have to be open to receive it, right? Oh, no, Brad. No, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, you know, this is this kind of goes to the heart of what we're looking at. Uh, I didn't, I didn't give myself a body. Hmm. I didn't put my heart in it that was open to what it was open to. I didn't shape my mind apart from following what something in it directed me to love and then be uh, discovered through. And I'm not the the only man who's ever said that. Christ himself said of myself, I can do nothing. Hmm. So, I mean, if here's Christ or Buddha or any of the great masters, and they basically say, I think you're wrong here. You're, the whole idea of you're great and you're beautiful and you're this and you, you it's your right to do this and all that. I think all that's a very spiritual word coming up here. A lot of hooey, uh, but it just takes forever to start understanding. 
Yeah. That that uh, we, on one hand, are in fact creators. We're endowed with tremendous gifts. The 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 marriage of heart, mind, and body, uh, delivering, in some instances, unparalleled poetry or prose that describes and defines a world that only something unified can reflect. You put all that together and you begin to realize, if one does, that my life is pretty much uh, something unfolding from within me. Hmm. And if I'm wise, I follow the unfolding within instead of pursuing what an unconscious nature sees outside of itself as the solution to its innate suffering because that consciousness is a divided consciousness. And again, it's in every scripture, East and West, the Four Noble Truths, uh, Christ said, sell all and follow me. I mean, these things all allude to a, a very basic fact that a the mind, the, the mind unattended is the breeding ground of self-defeat. Hmm. And if one finally starts understanding that to some extent, then we want to pay attention to our life from the inside out so that we know what to move with and what to not move with depending upon the stimulation exteriorly. I love that because we can almost use those um, unconscious moments as teachers to kind of get us back on course and to well, be see, mindful. Now, you, now you've nailed it. The interview's over. <laughs> we just saved you a lot of time, right? Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about your new book, though. <laughs> nice to talk to you. See you later. We are, we are, we are uh, talking about something incredibly important. If we really get the idea, and this is germane to the upcoming uh, special webinar we're going to have. Mm -hmm. if, if we really understand that the, the, that revelation is the, the actual nature of life itself, it doesn't seem to us like every moment is revealing something to us about ourselves because we're too busy running towards what we think we need to make ourselves whole. Mm. But if we understand, as simply as I can say it, I mean, you can't see, I live up here in the mountains in Southern Oregon. I could turn this thing around and, and you'd see, but it wouldn't do the listeners any good. I mean, I'm looking at all these beautiful madrone, uh, beautiful old white oaks, these pines, a bunch of squirrels, the deer, you know, 100 feet away who I just hand fed. Huh. You know, th this is all, th these moments are ways in which we realize aspects of our consciousness that are ordinarily asleep. Huh. So that when I see something beautiful, something towering, something bold, something noble, what I'm looking at isn't the source of that awareness. Those objects in the physical world are awakening aspects of my own consciousness that without that revelation and reflection, I don't know are in me. Hmm. So that everything serves to wake me up and teach me about some quality or character that is inherent in this consciousness that we call Guy or Brad. It's really mm -hmm. just one consciousness because it's all the same in all of us. Wow. Now, if wow. I understand that, then why would that not be true 
when I'm driving in my car and somebody cuts me off, and suddenly, instead of seeing nobility, beauty, balance, and harmony, I see conflict, revenge, anger, mm -hmm. and fear. It is exactly the same moment, but we don't understand that the revelation of the content of our consciousness is what's required for our consciousness to be integrated. And it's the integration of our consciousness that all of us are after, because in the end, what is any level of integration other than the end of conflict on one side and the birth of peace on another? Hmm. They're, not, they're not separate items. They work together. Right. So the more we are present to another order of our consciousness that already holds everything we will ever experience. Huh. That's such a powerful idea, Brad. Yeah. You will never look out and see a woman, a man, a child, a tree, a dog, a war, God forbid. Mm -hmm. You will never look out and see anything whose experience as revealed in your consciousness was not already a part of that consciousness. It's impossible. Just like nothing can show up in a mirror that the mirror doesn't have the potential to reflect. Hmm. <clears throat> so when we start waking up a little bit, and stop resisting the things we don't want and running after the things we do to fill in the hole that's there because we're obviously we're not balanced human beings <laughs> right right and the reason we're not balanced is because we are in a manner of speaking our own balancing act god oh. help us <laughs> and when and look at the world man yeah there's it, it's never been so out of whack ever mm. And each civilization goes through these iterations of gradually coming undone because human consciousness is always trying to create peace, power, and perfection in its own image. And there is no such thing other than what comes undone because it can't be sustained through anything other than power trips and control runs. That's it. Yeah. This, this reminds me of that passage in your book. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read it here. It says, your highest aspirations... Oh, sorry, go ahead. What, we're talking about the seeker, search, sacred? Yes, the seeker, okay. the search, the sacred. There's a passage in there where you say, your highest aspirations are a reflection of your unrealized possibilities. All scripture from east to west confirms this timeless truth. We, only, we need only ask, and it shall be given. And you go on to say, all that we need to know to grow beyond who we are is already a part of our true nature. That is so beautiful. And I wonder why it is that us humans cut ourselves off from that divine nature. I know I've done it before. Well, you know, look, <laughs> we do the best we know how to do. Mm. The problem is that we're born literally into and out of a consciousness that is completely asleep to itself. We don't think when we're kids that we're being taught to be afraid by our parents' uh, disappointments in themselves and others. We don't think we're being taught that the solution to suffering is to find ways to drug, eat, sleep, or travel your pain away. That's not part of what we're, 
what we see, all we're taught is that the way to deal with pain is at all costs avoid it. And if you can't avoid it, or part of avoiding it is blaming others for that suffering. Now that 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 we start out of the gate, out of the wrong gate, Brad. Hmm. Because our parents and their parents and their parents before them, in a kind of a, an accumulation of misunderstanding, know only to pursue the solutions that their society, environment, culture, religion offers. And since it starts with a mistaken understanding, it can't go anywhere other than to a mistaken place. That's why this book, my book that we're going to have the webinar on, The yeah. Secret the Search the Sacred, is to me such a, an important piece of work. Not because I wrote it, but because it simply introduces the, a person to the, a very simple idea. There is a kind of self-knowledge that you can have any time that you want to make room for its life in yours. All of the masters in the book from five, six, seven thousand years ago through current day have brought into the world through their own relationship to this higher reality insights, I call them seeds of fire, insights into what already lives in each and every one of us. That's why, Brad, when you read a paragraph or we have a good conversation and we can kind of get drunk a little bit on, on, the, on, the, on the beauty of the ideas, well, why? Because we have a winery in us, hmm. you know, and not W-H-I-N, which most of us, <laughs> you know, not that kind of winery. Right. That's the one most of us live from. But the real winery is that we are intended, created to be able to take every single impression and allow it to be transformed into an awareness of something that is timeless in us and mm -hmm. that is at peace with itself and that knows what compassion and kindness is without having to try to figure out how to look like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the seeds of fire. I love that that part of your book, you know, because you quote everyone from Buddha to Christ to one of my favorite bands, the Arrhythmics. <laughs> and <laughs> I uh I love this title, The Seeker, the Search, the Sacred. What what does that mean to you? The book is written for people who, at some point in their life, begin to understand that something's missing from their life that they can't fill in. I call it the hole in the soul. And we are created in one respect with what that hole in the soul expresses itself through that I call divine dissatisfaction. Hmm. Now, at some point, again, who knows how long it takes? I'm not going to sit here and say thousands and thousands of years, but it, it is conceivable that a human can be so uh, immature, mis misunderstanding, that they believe that they're able and must make a hundred million dollars, uh, have uh, the, the absolute uh, penultimate set of pleasures surrounding them at all time in order to be at peace. But 
and I quote Jim Carrey here, who is not in the book, because <laughs> I just saw it, but would that people, and I know, you know, he, when he wrote it, I know he knows that he couldn't uh, expect anybody else to appreciate it, but he says something like, I wish that everybody in the world could have all the money, all the power, all the possessions they ever dreamed of so that they would discover for themselves it doesn't do one thing to change anything about their life. I love that quote, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the, who who wants to hear that if I'm hell-bent, which isn't a bad expression, mm-hmm. on uh, climbing, you know, the king of the mountain? I want yeah. the top, man. I'm not satisfied at the base. Uh, and those of us who live at the base and hate the top, uh, th- that's our answer. So right. it's just, so one day, I realize I need a new way to look at life. Yeah. Because we look at our life and we experience it through our level of understanding. I have a saying that doing is downstream from being. Hmm. Doing is downstream from being. That means simply that if I want to change what I do, I'm not going to change it just by doing something else because it's my being that's choosing what I do. If I want to change what I do, I've got to meet the being. I've got to, mm. I've got to go in and, and find out where the rust is and where all the crud has been stored so that I can get the proper fluid, fluidity that is the freedom I seek. See, that's the deal. Freedom is the fluidity of consciousness, not consciousness making conditions and possessions static so it can look at itself in that mirror. That's huh. ludicrous, but we don't see it yet. Right, yeah. So seeker search sacred is a way in which I introduce the idea that the man who seeks will go through all forms of iteration of searching, the woman who goes through all of those forms of searching, who one day, by the grace of God, comes upon something celestial enough, divine in their life, that they finally understand, oh, you know what, how crazy is that? When I found that moment, it was something in myself I found. And everything that I searched through that seemed to be outside of me, when I really understood it, lo and behold, it wasn't outside of me, it was a part of me. Hmm. So the seeker, the search, the sacred, is really and always has been a singularity. One condition, basically discovering the truth of itself, having fallen into something that's divided so thoroughly, it can't even suspect it to begin with. Even the comic books say it, Brad. Huh. You know, you know I, 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 I tried to get away from myself, and lo and behold, wherever I went, there I am. Now, of course, there you are, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's the reason for the title of the book. The yeah. Seeker Discovers... The search is an interior search after they negate everything they search outside. Hmm. After we find the search is truly an interior one, we find the sacred. And the sacred wasn't outside of the search or the seeker. The sacred was what set the seeker searching. There you go. That's <laughs> such a cool concept, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's great. I mean, the one of the big takeaways for me in this book that touched me on a, on a level in my heart was that we are not alone. Um, the fact that we have these passions and this purpose and this drive 
to me is kind of a confirmation of a divine presence. And it seems like it's a voice that is called out to me. And I think it calls out to everyone. Yeah, it does. How do you think we can become better listeners to that voice? You know, honestly, Brad, I, I don't, how do I say this so that it remains at least positive to the ear? I mean, I don't know about you. I can, I can tell you sometimes I'm asked in interviews, well, you know, what is it that, uh, what would you say was the, the driving force here? You know, what, who, what was your main teacher? Because I've been blessed in this life. Again, I have no say in it. I, I, I spent years directly under the oldest disciples of one of the living masters in, in, on this planet. And then, then I had another 15 years working as the co-director with another Christian master. I mean, I've been, I, 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 and how'd I get there? I don't know. <laughs> I, I followed my heart. Right. So the question remains, well, then what, what is it that sets that out? Now, on one hand, it's curiosity. There may be, we may come into this life as some of us do. I know I did wanting to explore possibilities, but in the end, I, I wanted to understand what my pain was about, Brad. Mm. Yeah. And I began to realize I can't explain it to myself. I've tried. I have more, you, you pick up, go to Amazon and you can read, find 897 million books, all of which explain nothing other than produce a way for someone to spin their wheels and finally get to the point where they realize, you know what? Uh, I, there was a little nugget, good one, little seed of fire. It did, it stimulated me. Yeah. But I'm still thinking about what to do with something that isn't born and cannot be solved through thought. Hmm. Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem at the level of the problem. If you want to understand the emptiness, the loneliness... The, 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 the psychopathic ambition, uh, the, the separation that occurs when impatience, because we're frustrated with life not giving us what we want. If we want to understand and truly transcend that, Brian, we're going to have to go into the place where all of that is a machine driving itself and us into the ground. Hmm. So if you want to know wh where does this begin? When do I start in earnest? When I run out of my own answers. Mm. Get beyond the mind. Beyond the mind. Yeah. See, the mind, mind's not interested in getting beyond mind. Mind is fascinated with mind. It is. <laughs> oh, my God. I have so many things to think about. It's unbelievable. And if I don't have enough today, I'll invent something so I can think about that. Yeah. So you so you've got Buddhists becoming Christians, Christians becoming Jews, Jews turning to Muslims. You have all of this rotation, like some kind of crazy kaleidoscope of consciousness, seeking an end to itself and not knowing that that consciousness loves the disturbance because mm -hmm. it gives it something to deal with, and more importantly, an identity, yeah. something to be for and against. God, love, the divine, Christ, Buddha, call it what you would. Love has no enemies. Right. Love does not blame. Love does not separate. 
love, true love, agape, the kind of love Christ spoke about, is itself a unifying force, and it cannot be a divisive force, regardless how cleverly it calls itself something other than what it sees as being unloving in this world. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's it's difficult because on my spiritual path, sometimes my ego would even take that over. <laughs> and so it's just so tricky, that mind part of it, because you think you're doing something that's going to help you, and all of a sudden you turn around and, you know, the like you said, it the ego turns it into an identity. And that's a, that's you, a balance. You, 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 you have stumbled upon the classic koan, I suppose, where Buddha told his disciples, look, if, if, you, if you see Buddha along the road, kill him quickly. Huh. Because if you recognize the truth, it's not the truth. Ooh. Truth is not recognized with a mind that, that matches it according to the image the mind has. And that's what this mind is. It's an image-making machine. Each image appears subsequently, really at the same time, with the identity dependent upon it. So if I have a spiritual image, if I think I've got it, I understand, in that moment, the self that's sitting there saying, I understand, is going to be the self that self-flagellates when the next moment shows you didn't understand, at least not completely. So the task is this, this shedding of identity, but not through imagery. Mm. Shedding of identity, but not through imagery. Shedding of identity by the mind awakening to the fact that that's all it knows how to do in order to create a sense of self. Right. And when you finally get, at least to some extent, the idea that, you know what, whatever self I make, I'm already stuck in it. Yeah. So, so that consciousness begins to quiet down. And then you see, Brian, just uh, Brad, ever so quickly, you see it wasn't, uh, it wasn't ego that created that image. There was the, and that now I'm aware of that ego. I can be conscious of the machinery, but when I sit and think to myself, now I understand, I don't. Uh, that's the, 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 the irony of it all, right? The that more is. you know, the less you know. <laughs> In the end, true self-knowledge negates the knower. Hmm. In the end, true yeah. self-knowledge negates the knower. Because what is self-knowledge other than me who knows about this or that? That's division. Me who knows about this or that. Yeah. The undivided life has no me that knows. There is just a quiet knowing born out of being the perfect reflection and receiving the impressions, letting them do what they do and waiting for the next river, the next part of that river to pass through and bring the nourishment that it does. Huh. Wow. Each one of these answers you give me are just kind of mind-blowing. I mean, you have such a depth of uh, knowledge. And I know, again, it's, as you said, it's, it's not you, but um, it's, it's very moving just, just hearing them. We are very lucky men. And mm -hmm. anybody who is still with us that hasn't hung up <laughs> are, are very fortunate human beings because it means there is some corresponding part of us 
that recognizes a seed of fire. Hmm. You know, I did. I didn't put it in the book, but again, using Christian scripture, and I know that the Old Testament has it, and I know for sure the the uh, the uh, Buddhist teachings. Christ said, uh, "The sheep know the, the voice of the shepherd." Huh. He wasn't talking about his voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, stupid, literal translation. God help us. What he was saying is that there is in every human being, if it is awakened enough, a corresponding feature in their consciousness that knows the voice of freedom, that sees the power of being present, and that doesn't have to work at it any more than a sheep in real life thinks, well, is that the sound of my shepherd? No, that's, yeah, it is. I'm going there. That's where the food is and the safety and the protection. Yes. So in writing this book, you, it led you to create the One Journey Project. Yes. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? The One Journey Project, thank you. Uh, I don't know how many years ago it was now, but when I was writing this book, I was writing it because, and in, in a way, to honor my, my, te- my teacher who had died when he was in, in 1992, hmm. one or two. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Howard wrote a, 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 an endless number of books as well. And one of his books that I was introduced to early on in my late 20s, was called The Mystic Masters Speak. And I I fell so in love with the book because it was his version of my version or vice versa. Yeah. Where he took masters and he he kind of categorized them by topic so that you could read anything from Lao Tse all the way to Rumi to, uh, I don't know, a modern philosopher. And you'd get their take on a topic. And I thought that was fantastic because yeah. everybody, since time began, had the same top, top you know, take on the topic, which yeah. means yeah. the topic and the take are not divided up in, into time. They belong to something timeless. Hmm. So I thought, because I'd already been doing it, I'm going to collect quotes that I like. And I'm going to, one day, this was when I'm in my 20s, one day I'm going to, bring all these things into something. I don't know what it's going to be yet because I don't have the vision for it, yeah. but I'm going to produce a book that has a similar meaning. Fast forward uh, 50, 40 years, and boom, I write Seeker Search the Sacred. Yeah. But instead of doing it by topic, I took it and I wrote it by what the seeker goes through, awakening, mm-hmm. what the search is that awakens the seeker further, and what the moments of the sacred are relative to the experience they produce through that journey, prodigal son. Look, the prodigal son, if you know scripture, yep. where did he, he left, but when he, how did he finally get happy? When he came well, home. He went back home. Yeah. Where his father was waiting. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are all the different ways that these stories are told Yeah. that are intended to awaken the mind to a single kind of a fractal experience. And in this instance, I took and took the the book and categorized and identified from the beginning of time to present time, 
every master that wrote something about seeking, every master on a search, every master on the sacred. But instead of leaving them by themselves, I bound them together with essays with the intention of exploring how these individually seeming portions of one's life are secretly integrated without our knowing it. So the secret, the search, the sacred was my way of honoring the same truth that Mr. Howard honored, the same truth that all the teachers honor by lending their lives to being like Fahrenheit 451. You become the book. Yeah. I mean, if you don't become the book, you're the carrier of the book and you're the one schlepping it around with you. Right? I'm not interested in schlepping around knowledge. I've had enough. That's painful. Because then I got to go figure out what to say at the right time to look like the right person who knows what's in the book. That's called thought. Mm. Yeah. We're not meant to think spiritually, although that's where we start. Seeker, search. But the sacred is the discovery of the unity of these things. Then we put the book down and we become ourselves the living book. Wow. Yeah. That's. Oh, and by the way, and that's when you're in the book of life. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) You can find all this at onejourney.net. It's uh, it's really cool. Opens with this. And and finally, so we created this video. Mm -hmm. It's a three minute video. It, It actually ended up winning on awards. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And that's at onejourney.net. You, it's the home, video on the homepage. Yeah. Uh, and it is the grand view in pictures, music, and imagery of this whole idea that we've just talked about. It does it in three minutes. Yeah. I've been doing this for 3,000 years, and I'm still not done talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, because sometimes uh, you got to repeat things in order to get the point across, you know? Because <laughs> I've heard sure. a lot of these things my whole life. And one day it just, I, it sunk in. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. One day, everything, I'll say it, instead of being bifurcated as everything is in our life, Mm. one day because of attention, a little work and grace, instead of it being shunted off as something I'll think about later, or yeah, that's cool. I realized that what's cool is being conscious and receiving the lesson in the moment. Yeah. Because if I actually receive the lesson in the moment, I exit the moment a different order of man or woman than entered into it. Then you begin to know, wow, there really is such thing as change. Yeah. (laughs) Not I changed my, 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 what do I have? this beer keg into a six pack (laughs) that's not change right yes it's true physically and it requires discipline and maybe you'll be a chick magnet or a man whatever it is that people want out of that but it doesn't change my consciousness and it Mm -hmm. does nothing to bring the soul to the forefront of one's life that's what we're after is the development of another aspect of ourself that, by the way, is as timeless as its understanding. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So the, at the, you mentioned the living book. I mean, it, what exactly is that, the book of life, you said? It's part of that One Journey website. Um, 
Well, on the website, number one, if you go there, people, uh, you you can download for free uh, a little, I don't know what we call it, a little mini condensed version mm. of this book of life. Because what I did, and now this has gone on, and I really, you know what, I don't know how long it's been going on. Really? I don't really remember when all this started, meaning the 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 idea of the book the writing of the book the video and the and the worldwide website for sharing these ideas but i do know that when i did that part of the project was inviting anybody who visited the site to contribute some quote from a master that was meaningful to them huh wow and when we received these quotes and verified as being the word of a man or a woman who is a master, they're incorporated in this living online book. That, wow, what a neat So this concept. book becomes yeah. something that grows and lives online and that is searchable by anybody who goes to the onejourney.net site so huh. that you have a living context of a continual thought that has been now acquired uh, higher ideas for over 20 years and that began with the basis that was 20 years worth of quotations before that. So it really is quite the uh, uh, the archived knowledge of the masters. Yeah. So you present these webinars every week. And where, I mean, in a, in a wide range of topics, some probably that we haven't even touched on, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. you, you can be sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us where we can find this and where we can attend these webinars? I'm happy to, and thank you for asking. First information, go to guyfinley.org forward slash webinar. G-U-Y-F-I-N-L-E-Y dot org forward slash webinar you will be directed to a page where you can sign up for free. There's nothing to join. And you will get information about the following. Twice a week, I personally go online and present an hour and a half webinar. It's always on a different topic, but as we've been discussing, they're all connected. And I try to make them uh, uh, linear in terms of developing the base of understanding, expanding, expanding, expanding. Yeah. So guyfinley.org forward slash webinar is where you sign up to learn about these free talks that I give. Older students of mine, every Friday, two of them give a talk based on one of the webinars from the week before. That's mm -hmm. also free to the public. There is what we call our wisdom school, kind of a, a, a monastery in your pocket, relative to your phone, where for, for less than a cup of coffee, honest to God, a month, you can take part in another order of discussion, a deeper level, with other students like yourself who want to explore more understanding. The, the Wisdom School, Brad, has uh, years of study f for $4 a month, wow. basically. Yeah, and and more depending if you want it. I mean, but I think the top figure is like fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, three three Starbucks fancy schmancy coffees. <laughs> yeah, just do some homebrew instead. <laughs> yeah, so the webinars mm -hmm. are a way in which I interface first by delivering ideas like we've talked about. Yeah. Then there's a Q and A where I sit and have a, a a dialogue, a discussion with everybody and anybody that wants to talk. Make yeah. a comment, make a question. 
that's ongoing. Once a month, and the reason that we're talking in part is we take one special topic, something that I have an interest in, and that as a rule, I've developed a special course hmm. for the purpose of that webinar. In this instance, coming up in April, and I should know the date, and I don't, but I'm hoping you do. I think it's April 8th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, God, Guy, why did I know these things? I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to look at a calendar. Uh, uh, no, it's April 18th. 18th, okay. <clears throat> Good thing Sunday, you looked it up. A Sunday, April 18th, 9.30 a.m. Pacific uh -huh. time. We're going to have this topic, the seeker, the search, the sacred. And the way that we're approaching this topic is through this topic title, which is Find the Bridge Over Troubled Waters, mm. meaning discover the part of you that is intended to be able to use troubles, problems, loneliness, isolation. Mm -hmm. Let me uh, do what I should have done, which is to do that. <laughs> it's all right. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> to use all of these moments like we discussed at the beginning to free ourselves from a level of consciousness that believes it's only as valuable, powerful, strong as the conditions it is dependent upon. Huh. What we're learning is that dependency in the end is fear. Mm. And if we want to be a fearless human being, we need this bridge that allows us to see our consciousness at the same time as participate in its activities. The, the seed of wisdom is knowledge, but action is, is what gives it its growth. We have to act. We have to learn to work. So once a month, April 18th, 9.30 a.m. Pacific time, but it is repeated. You can get the replay if you're not available. I'm going to give a talk, and we're offering for free this talk, the, the uh, transcript of it as a replay. But if you want to get a special right, a special project that, that called the Book of Life. It's a two-hour webinar uh, recorded. Mm -hmm. it, you make a ten-dollar donation or more. Okay. So we, we really run on donations. Gotcha. My, my, right. my 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 little crew and I, the whole foundation runs on the sale of books that I give all back to the foundation and donations. So okay. for ten dollars, you get the Book of Life and a couple other gifts of some nature. I can't. Oh, you get an actual book. You get an ebook that we made called One Journey, and it's a bunch of essays on this topic. I forgot about that too. Oh, but that's nice. really cool. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Once a month, if you go to onejourney.net, sign up, you will get a newsletter with a special exercise, a special essay, and some comments from myself about a particular topic, the master's address. So it's another gift. Huh. I, give, I give a lot of stuff away. That's, that's just what I do. That's how right. I see it. Um, so that's it. Onejourney.net. Look at the video. Join it. But join me on the webinar, which is guyfinley.org forward slash webinar. And then you'll get my reminders about all the webinars and the various free offers that my foundation makes. And if all that's just too much to do, go to guyfinley.org period end of story <laughs> well i will i'll make it convenient for everyone and include all the links that okay. uh mr yeah. finley just talked about in the show notes mind so. blower all that was <laughs> you can see me on some social and like vimeo youtube yeah. uh instagram all yeah, you're places. very active on uh, well, social I media have, you know what brad i've got such a good group of hmm. people working with me 
I mean, this this can't happen without people who want the same thing that you do and are willing to take some of their life to make it happen. So it takes yes, a village, I, right? Yeah. It, in that respect, that's exactly what it takes. Yeah. Well, Guy Finley, thank you for being on my podcast. It was truly an honor to have you on the show today. Uh, I enjoyed our time together. The listeners don't know that we got to look at each other and, <laughs> and, uh, share some little nuanced looks and, uh, and enjoy this. And anytime, Brad, uh, I'm happy to be a guest with you. It's a, a meaningful, uh, lively dialogue. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as uh, much as I did. That's probably not possible, but uh, if you enjoyed it half as much, then you probably get a lot out of it. Um, thank you to Guy Finley for being a guest on the Coffee Buzz. You can find his webinar at guyfinley.org forward slash webinar. And he's doing one on the 18th. That's coming up here in just a few weeks. But even if you don't hear this by then, you can always just check out the backlog of uh, webinars that he's got. Also, onejourney.net. I've signed up and uh, really looking forward to diving into that material that's out there. Of course, you can find me at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week.